Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Pixel Hunt. My name is Malcolm Cano, and joining me in the studio, as they normally do, are Mr. Tyler, uh, Mr. Michael Carl. Ah, I almost messed it up. I'm so out of sorts today. I am tired. Ooh. Yeah, and we're a little late. Yeah, we are a little late. <laughs> so, it's because of technical difficulties. So is he a Cronenberg of me now? Correct. And we just... We're one person. Well, yeah, the, yeah. The way a Cronenberg works is you and I are one. Yes, in my mind. For, for you are one, but we are many. I'll be honest. Like, yeah, all of you, all you people are just an amalgamation whoa, whoa. of things up whoa. in my mind. What do you mean, you people? The you, the people I live with, are just I... an amalgamation of a single entity. It's <sighs> that Katamari you've been playing. Yep, just roll just... them all up into a ball. You are all a Katamari in my mind. <laughs> That's so sweet. Um, but. Mr. Michael Carl. Yeah, hello. Mr. Tyler Durr. Howdy. And Atril is off handling his business. Jim is resting, regaining his strength. Uh, so it'll just be us for this episode. But as long as there's one of us, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's an experience. And we, of course, have you, the fans listening. I, uh, and one, do you mean like another person or like as long as you're here, you could just talk to yourself? I was seriously considering that as like, like Atril canceled, Jim canceled. And I was like, man, I hope, I hope the other two come. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, it's going to get really weird and lonely. Were you still going to do it if of we did Of course. Didn't? I was going to, oh. I do the, I, like this show happens. I'm here. So have Malcolm, you, have you, you done it alone? I've yeah. never done it alone. Okay. I, wait, no, I don't think I've ever done it alone. Yeah, I didn't think so. That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I'd just be like, it would. It would be the strangest monologue in the world, uh, and it'd be what I what I fear the most in this world. It'd literally just be like your soapbox. Yeah, for you to just speak about what you think. I'd just become a YouTuber minus the gameplay. I, yes. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Uh. I'm glad it hasn't come to that, and I'm glad I at least have you two to stare into uh, as I talk. Yeah, not empty seats. <laughs> yes, because yeah. normally the, the show is just me talking on end uh, and then staring at you guys, but you know, I wouldn't be able to do it if you guys weren't here for me to stare at. So It's true. It's all we're good for. Just, just glad you guys are here. Um, so... We'll start things as we normally do. Can I can feel the energy for today, and it's uh, it's a little, it's it's kind of relaxed. It's informal. Ooh. Wait, so there's been formal days here? Oh yeah. I, when when I, when we sit down and have like start on time, have full discussions. That doesn't make it formal. I for me it does. The fact that it starts on time. Yeah, that's fair. formal. Formal well, compared is, to this. This is relaxed. This is the easy. Well, this is going to be the, the easy episode, the nice chill episode. Sure. Yeah. And just hang out. Because those other co-hosts of ours aren't holding us back, That's right? Not, nope. <laughs> the opposite. They push us forward. I feel untethered. <laughs> My rage knows no bounds. Yes. <laughs> um, no, it's... I... The, I, I mean, the, the feeling for all of the episodes is laid back and kind of chill, but... Even more so. Imagine now we're sinking even deeper into the beanbag chair that is this show in the atmosphere. So strap in, because here are some of the new releases. Our World is Ended is coming to the PS4 on April 19th. It's a visual novel about 
alternate reality uh, and how that foretells the the end of the world. And you gotta you gotta work with a group of other anime as heck developers in order to fix it. Super anime. Nice. Uh, we've got Dragon's Dogma: Dark Arisen coming to the Switch on May twenty third. Oh, nice! And Mortal Kombat eleven coming to the PS four, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on April twenty third as well. Mm. And that's that's everything coming out for the week. So, not a ton, but Mortal Kombat eleven is pretty big. Are you excited? Uh, excited for me to not play it with any of you because you're afraid. Uh, purchase the game. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you won't. I, I might. Okay, prove me wrong. I'm also waiting for Days Gone. Though. Yes, Days Gone, which is coming out on the 26th, yes. is looking looking real good. Yes, it's interesting. Uh, you know what is hilarious though, and this game recent. I think we talked about it last week. Yes, we did. World War Z. I watched some gameplay of it, and uh, this games journalist Jim Sterling's impressions of it, uh, and it really is like. They released it's it's uh, Left for Dead. Yeah, it's of left, course it is. It's Left for, for Dead eleven years after that. For game. real? Yes, yeah. it's Left I, for Dead. I might have to get it then. It's because but it's not even good. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Really? It's if you like just play Left for Dead. But it's like new Left for Dead. <sighs> it's not great. But probably doesn't have any of it the solid mean, mechanics. It's not like the mechanics aren't the same. The design is like everything feels like a cheap knockoff. Like the the charger instead of being this really distinctive zombie, is just a guy in riot gear. Uh, the, the, the screamer is just a zombie with a red hoodie on. Like, it doesn't even embrace the fun, like... <laughs> the hunter is just a zombie with a hoodie on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just really funny. But, like, the witch or whatever. Like, there's none of... There, there's stuff like that, isn't there? Or, like, a lurker is, like, just a re- like a skinnier zombie. It's supposed to be, like, a witch. It's It's... It is almost... Blow for blow, the exact same game doesn't do any. Doesn't seem like it does anything new. Just stick with, just stick with Left for Dead. Why go out and buy a sixty dollars game when you have it? Yeah, it's, it's also like, not accurate to the story at all. No, because the book is really good, yes. and Max Brooks deserves recognition for it because it's a very good book. Same with the Zombie Survival Guide. Yeah, both of which are fantastic, and I like them a lot. Call me Max Brooks. I don't know. I like <laughs> your book. Call me for a collab, you know? We can do something. <laughs> not, not at all a collab, no. Uh, <laughs> we're not being... We're not supported. I just like this book. Go read it. World War Z. Oral History of the Zombie Apocalypse. It's really good. Uh, and the Zombie Survival Guide. Uh, Max Brooks has a fantastic voice. And we're back on to uh, <laughs> Pixel Hunt Book Report. Yeah. Yeah, where we do video games here. We swear. Well, I mean, it was adapted into a video game, so yes. Exactly, meaning that it's fair game. <laughs> yeah. Just like Tetris will be. Because it's going to be a movie. But uh, those are the, the new releases for the week. And while there aren't that many, it's still interesting, and we definitely have a lot coming forward. Um, and I'm excited for it. So, today, uh, not much has been happening in the world of video games. Joker did drop uh, for Smash Ultimate, and we... Tried to get in on it. Um, I mean, we but did. But like, like everyone else, the servers were down for a couple hours. Yeah, it took four hours. Did it? It was four hours? I mean, about. I mean, I Yikes. think it finally got up at like one. Mm. And it was supposed to drop at like nine, nine thirty. Yeah. Good job, Nintendo. Did, uh, uh, like Nintendo, once again, Nintendo's amazing servers strike again. 
And uh, yeah, that's what $20 of uh, internet fees for a year will get you. Uh, it's not our internet's I, fault. Uh, no, this no, no, time. no. It's, it's, it's Nintendo service. Oh, they're online service. They're on, yeah. that's, it's $20, right? I think so, for was, a year. It was but 20... that, that's nothing. That's I know, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. like, it's very cheap and very affordable. Yes, that's why and I don't expect anything. Exactly, why you don't expect, like, $20, $20 for a year, that's... Alright, Nintendo. Um, still, Joker came out. He seems to be pretty fun to play. What did you guys think of him? Oh, he's... I, I love him, honestly. I'm well, a... you've been sitting there with bated breath until he came. You were going to main him even when, like... <laughs> You've, you're just waiting to main him. I wouldn't say main him yet. You're going to main him. I, we'll see. I see it. He, he looks really fun, though. He's got a persona that pops out. Um, he's got a lot of sass. And uh, the stages and uh, music are amazing. And I love them both very much. Yes. Yeah. Like, it takes from Persona 3, 4, and 5. He's good. And they're all really good. You dudes need to play that one, Persona 5. We're getting there. Working on we it. We gotta do four. Only like 70 hours left of four. four yeah, four's <laughs> like 100 hours or something. Yeah, of it's, course it is. <laughs> oh my. So uh, is three. It's so good, but it's just... It's very long. And it doesn't help that when I played it, it was on someone else's playstation 2 right and he took the memory card so like i would have to start over even though i was like 40 or something hours in yikes Ooh. all right yep well guys so, nope it's that time oh is it it is it's arriving so much earlier it's now. so much earlier it's weird we've barely gotten out of the first act um it's time for the weather quote currently in iowa city it's 51 degrees fahrenheit but fellas, let me ask you, what does it feel like outside? I'm going to say it feels like 44. Okay. 47. It's 46. Congratulations, oh, oh, price is right. Well, <laughs> are you sure? Because technically I'm one off, but he's two off. Yes, but you went over, he's under. <laughs> I so. thought that rule only applied when, like, it's would a it, sun- it would have been a tie. Uh... The rules are changing. I'm well, going to say we're going to employ... Ruling has already been made. We, we're going to Price is Right. Rules. I've altered the deal. Pray I don't <laughs> alter it further. Yep, that's right. I uh, I am a mad despot, drunk on power. Uh, none of you can stop me. Yeah. <laughs> so we now have you on recording. Don't yep. run for office. That's right. Uh, please take that out of context. I would really love it. But include this in the, the out of context <laughs> quote. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird. It's like he knew. I, it's almost as if I'm setting myself up so that I can perfectly counter it when it comes up. <laughs> you fool. I laid my own trap for myself. Um, so, at least in that regard, congratulations, Mike, on winning the weather, oh, weather master. Uh, you claim the title for another week. I'm so happy. Can you tell? <laughs> Careful there, Mike. <laughs> your enthusiasm you, I'm, might infect others. Your, enthu- your enthusiasm is infectious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a Mass Effect and drama a little gif gaff. Yeah. Uh, go go watch <laughs> go watch Kroby Cat's video on Mass Effect and drama. It's so and for that sad. little gem. It's and many others. I don't remember. Have the two of you played Andromeda? No, I've only Absolutely seen Absolutely not. I have it. <laughs> Do you have, wait, you have the game? Yeah, and I beat it. 
I'm because sorry. I'm wow. that, that's how much of a fanboy for Mass Effect I am. Jeez, you beat the whole thing? Yep. Pre-patch or post-patch? Well, I got 10, 15 hours into the game pre-patch, and it was some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen. Well, of course. Like, th- there were T-poses. There were, <laughs> there were facial animations that was literally just amounted to, like, characters staring into nowhere with their jaws moving randomly to his, like, yes. attempts to talk. <laughs> Or people would just slide across the floor. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I would like to say one thing. One of our one of our, our co-hosts uh, has actually called in uh, a, a response for the weather. Apparently, they haven't heard it. Uh, but he said, if you're doing the podcast now, I would like to guess that it feels like 46. I'm in tech. So he's uh, he's he's doing a rehearsal. So he's, he can't be listening to the podcast but he guessed it on the par. I'm going to say this. Mike, I, don't, you, I don't believe it. You could have been a yeah, cheater. I don't believe you, it. You still win, Mike. But Jacob... I do still win. You win it because you're here. But Jacob, honorable mention. Excellently done. You know what's up. Get out of here, Jacob, you cheater. <laughs> you can't prove it. Again, I'm willing to take him at his word. I believe him. <laughs> I believe him. 46 is correct. I don't know. And while he is not here to accept the prize, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. That's what we're about here. But, Mike, you still win it because you're here. Jacob, I know you're listening. <laughs> he, he said he's going to listen to it on the SoundCloud. <laughs> Good. So, okay. Uh, yeah, speaking of better. which, if you're listening now and you want to hear more of this uh, absolute nonsense, uh, you can find us on SoundCloud. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, first off, thank you. And secondly, leave a comment. Subscribe. Tell us to stop doing what we're doing. I don't know. Whatever. What a great guy. That was That was fantastic. This is a, also another quick aside, but we got we got our first heckler the other day. Oh boy! Ah, oh, someone told us to stop making these. Finally, I feel validated. Ah, oh. see, we are famous. I That's told right. you. We we are so famous that we've incurred people to tell us to stop doing this. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We finally made it. It keeps me going. <laughs> I just wake up sometimes and I'm like, someone doesn't want me to keep doing this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yes. (laughs) Not only the reaction we wanted, but the reaction we deserve. Yes. Please stop this. (laughs) Please stop. (laughs) It's a wonder it took this long. I know, right? Finally, people, like, notice us enough to tell us to shut up. You know what it means? It means someone took the effort to take out their, their hands and right. type out. And was like, stop these. Three words take on out, a keyboard. Take out their hands? Take yeah. Where would the... they be? In their pockets. <laughs> I, like, I guess. They, they, like, it's like a video they... game. You got to equip that stuff. Yeah. So, like, apparently they, like, they were online, went to a, went to a video or a, a sound clip, watched it for an hour. Oh, we're getting. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. 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 All right. I just got a notification on my phone that Atril Salazar is uh, streaming World of Warcraft. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Oh, I see. (laughs) Oh. That's not so busy after all. He's disowned. (laughs) Busy? (laughs) No, it's cool. Atril. I understand. (laughs) He's trying to get more famous than us. Oh, my goodness unacceptable wow i'll show him when i become a pro in apex <laughs> yeah in world of warcraft um but no i hope i wish you a good stream atrial um so the first story we're going to be talking about today uh involves two titans of the gaming world two 
colossi of the gaming world, one might even say. Do you get it? Because, 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 because one of, because one of them's, because one of them's Ueda. Is it the Dark Souls of puns? No, it's, it's, no, no, it's because. Yeah. This is a, yeah, one of them. One of them's had. One yeah. of them is uh, known for. I'm sorry. I'm just losing. <laughs> it's the my Dark Souls mind. of sentences. It's the Dark Souls of sentences. <laughs> no, it's because. Uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki and Fumito Ueda, uh, uh, Mi sorry, uh, Miyazaki is part of the FromSoft team that has brought us things like Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, Bloodborne, and the new Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, while Fumito Ueda has brought us Ico, Shadow of the Colossus, and The Last Guardian. Um, and they sat down at uh, Reboot Development, or the Reboot Develop Conference, and it, the keynote was a discussion between these two game directors about their differing philosophy on game design and how it works. And it was really kind of enlightening, excuse me, to see uh, Ueda's input from it and to see uh, Miyazaki's input. So uh, I will read some of what Miyazaki wrote. So Miyazaki... Uh, okay, Ueda said that when he goes into a game, uh, he insists that there has to be a, it has to be about life. He says that quote there is a sort of naturalness or beauty to life. He told attendees via translator, whenever animating multiple frames together, I first try to create that feeling, and then in each of those animation frames, painstakingly look over and over again and try to correct those things that occur when you generate a lot of animation. It's very much like a craftsman that's constantly going over the same art over and over again to try and find that perfection. Um, so he, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that Ueda focused on was animation. He wanted it all to feel natural and lifelike and very didn't want it to feel like a game. Miyazaki slightly differs from this by stating that. It's not a focus on reality, but more a focus on the game itself. It needs to play well, feel good as a game, and I'm willing to sacrifice the feeling of reality in order to achieve that stronger, tighter gameplay. From my perspective, being able to do attacks or defense, those sorts of animations need to feel really tight. Um, and that certainly shows with a lot of a lot of Miyazaki's games. They're really, at least some of the later ones, including Sekiro and Bloodborne, are really tight fast the mechanics are really well defined feels Min good minus the uh what's it called the the memory leak yes oh my well, gosh the yeah the bloodborne well, memory well, leak. well that's not a <laughs> that's not i'm pretty sure he didn't they didn't write that in. no no they didn't <laughs> intend that for those of you who don't know uh I, they must have patched this by now if they haven't they that would be hilarious have. Oh my goodness, they haven't uh, The game used to have an issue where if you were having difficulty with a boss, uh, you could leave the console on for 24 hours or more, and there would be this memory leak issue where the game would no longer be able to load in all of the animations that bosses had, so they would just repeat the same move over and over again when you went in to fight them, because the entire moveset wouldn't be loaded so it would make the boss really easy. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think that was intended. No, they didn't. <laughs> we're like, was... oh, you just, it's uh, it's like Metal Gear Solid, where if you just wait long enough, the boss just gets... Oh, that was, super... well, that was very intentional. Well, yeah. Yeah. Just, and then in this game, they were like, they leave the game on for 24 hours. 
uh, will put in a bug where the boss will just repeat a move over and over again. <laughs> or Mewtwo will show up as a new challenger. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I remember doing that. Yeah, I did that as well. Just leave it on. Yeah. <laughs> it was a crossover I was not expecting. Really? But I appreciate it. Oh. Mewtwo and Bloodborne. Yeah. Mewtwo uh-huh. and Bloodborne. Yeah. <laughs> the end you just you, you, you beat, just chop his head off. You beat uh you beat Dark Beast Parl and then all of a sudden Mewtwo shows up. That's the second phase. That's the second <laughs> phase. <laughs> um so what do you where do you guys stand on this? Do you prefer do you agree with Uda, uh Ueda? Ueda? Uh more or do you agree more with Miyazaki? Was it Miyazaki that said the gameplay comes first? Yes. I agree more with him, considering I feel that no matter how good the story and everything is in a game, it it's not going to be fun if the gameplay isn't enjoyable or okay. feels broken. Interesting. What about, uh, so like, would you prefer it if Shadow of the Colossus spent less time on its uh, story and more attention, paid more attention to its mechanics? In a perfect world, they'd be able to go ahead and focus equally on both. But I think if it came down to it, sacrificing some amount of resources on the story or something else, perhaps, and make it so that the gameplay is as tight as can be, and there's virtually as little possibles as possible, virtually as little problems as possible, would be best. I actually am going to side with you, Ada, on this one because I actually think that. If you make a conscious decision, decision. If you make a conscious decision, there's a C in there. Sorry, yeah, it was it was the two sh sounds conscious in a row. That's why decision uh, to create a game, and you want it to mirror life, like Ueda does. The life is not necessarily like walking and moving and natural movement aren't necessarily tight mechanics, um, and I kind of like that. Uh, because this was the intention for um, Shadow of the Colossus, I actually enjoy the the difficult grab, the difficult control scheme. I like it. I think it adds to the gameplay oh. a lot because part of the challenge is literally figuring out how to climb on top and hold on and managing the controls. And I like that part of it. But yeah. again, I, I think it it also comes down to what you're looking for because like sometimes you want responsive controls. Sometimes you want not responsive. I don't know. I'm torn because in Shadow of Colossus, at least from what I played, uh, I guess it makes sense considering the difficulty of the controls. Because you know, it's it is pretty hard to shoot on horseback at a giant colossi. But on the other hand, it adds unnecessary. Oh, hold on. Ah. Uh, what? No, someone's calling us. All right, no, keep going. Oh, okay. Just gonna hold on a moment. Oh, all right. Uh, ah. Are we going to be able to get this, this to work? All right, hold on. No, we I've never got, have I've before. Got, I've got the instructions right here. We're going to do this. Oh, all for right. real? Right, yeah. Oh. Hello? Yeah, I, I, I don't believe it's coming through, but he is talking on the yeah, phone right now. That is correct. No, uh, absolutely. We are. Hold on one minute. Let me see if I can uh, get you up on the app. Oh? <laughs> He's <laughs> trying, all right. Will you be all right with being on the app? All right. Uh... This is the first. Yes, yeah, it first. is. All right, hold on. Work. Stay with me, Will. All right. I guess while he's figuring this out. Yeah, keep going, guys. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. You said that in an ideal world, you would have both gameplay and, I guess, realism, or like a realism to life. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think in the case of Shadow of the Colossus, that was very intentionally impossible to have both of those ideals within the game because you wouldn't be climbing on top of a giant beast uh, with good controls. That's why Wander falls on his face constantly. And it's really annoying, and it's not fun to play, but it's definitely supposed to emulate that that lifelike animation and realism that you're on top of a giant walking being. So you're going to fall over a lot. Uh, I do agree, though, at least with something like Shadow of the Colossus, I would definitely prefer it if the controls were tighter with that game. Because I honestly don't think it immersed me that much more when Wander did fall over uh, and just, like, flail all over the place. Uh, even, like, climbing the, the Colossi in that game where you, like, stagger as you're climbing and you have to stop. And it's just... it It did not immerse me at all. It took me out of the experience, in fact... Because I really just, I had a simple task, and I wanted it to be done. I wanted to do it, yeah, and to have it feel nice, and okay. it didn't happen. Okay, so on the one case, I've spoken on the phone with, okay. with Will, uh, and right. I I tried to, to get it on, but the, the, the it's not going through, and it would require me to turn off all the main mics. Yeah, that's what and I thought. Him. So it doesn't work. But I did speak to him. Uh, no, Great. I'm sure there's a way to do it. Again, like, but in order to do it on air, we would have to like there might be dead air, or sure. I don't have the the technical skill. But in speaking to Will, he asked us to try to. He was a little confused about the distinction we were making between Ueda and Miyazaki. Okay. And so, uh, from what I could tell, the the distinction that we are making here is that Ueda is of the opinion that. When you create a game, it is more important for it to look natural and for it to move and feel as if it's an actual living, breathing entity. And Miyazaki feels that it needs to represent more as a game. It needs to be crisp, clean. It needs to have good controls, tight mechanics. Uh, and at the expense of story or rules, uh, he would Miyazaki would rather make a, a an exception there than to the actual gameplay. So Right. He'd be willing to sacrifice reality or that lifelikeness for... So it's a debate, essentially, between the game feeling like it makes sense within real life like versus mechanics that don't feel like they're cheating you. Correct? That is correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, ultimately... Also, sorry. Thank you for calling in, Will. Really yeah, thank you, Will. appreciated. Sorry, we can't get yeah. you on. I, yeah. It is it, like I have the instructions here, and it's it is a long list. No, really, it's I can <laughs> like it's it's like press one on the so like press one on the on the box. Okay, got it. Uh, ask permission on air instructions. Push the hold button. Hang up the phone. Press one. Uh, this will allow them to hear what is on the air. Push offline on main mic and other mics on air. Then press offline on the phone. Uh, P.O.T. Anything with offline on this will be heard by the caller, CDs, aux, etc. Push Q on the phone plot. Caller can be heard in your headphones. Q knob on soundboard that can be adjusted to hear them on soundboard. And if online is on main mic, you can speak to them through the mic. Uh, push on on the phone and turn off the Q. Uh, did, did you study for this? No. <laughs> it's it's a very specific... Oh, hold on a minute. Um, wait. 
I heard loud something. beeping from the phone. Yeah. All right. It seemed angry. Oh, yep, it's still angry. Pease it. Oh. There we go. Okay. See? It's one of those things of, we were not, we were, I was not taught how to do this. Um, and the instructions, while they are helpful, are a little confusing. Well, I, I hope we were able to adequately answer their yeah. question. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, one of the ways, if, if you are still listening and you would like to ask questions, you can actually tweet at me, at Hunt, And I'd be able to see that, and it would actually make it a lot easier. We'd be able to respond if you're interested. I mean, could still call if you like. Yeah, just you can call an interface. It's just may like not a... be able to. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah. Would you look at that? Sweet. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. Okay. Understandable. He doesn't tweet anymore. Okay. Ah, uh, fair. Yeah, me well, neither. All right, go ahead. I'll, 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 I'll do my best. He's our color's avatar. Yeah. What do you mean? It. Listening here with bated breath. Okay, so he's asking a. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Right. Right. No dead air. None. Can't have that. <laughs> okay, so what he's saying is that basically he feels that uh, the distinction between Shadow of the Colossus not making it like it was, it, he argues that it is actually a pretty well constructed game. Um, and I think that the distinction I'm trying to make from a gameplay standpoint as well, I agree that it is very well constructed and I like the way that it's made. Some of the mechanics, specifically the grabbing and holding, forces your hand to do things that like it, it, it doesn't feel as intuitive. Like you have to like hold on to a button and then move your hand around and angle it and start to move. It, it just like the, the idea of I think a lot of Miyazaki's games are that like backstepping and moving and dodging should be split second reactions that you don't even have to think about but with shadow of the colossus you definitely have to consider everything you do right yeah oh, yeah that was my argument pretty much i mean i see and and the con yeah the controls are what we're talking about yeah i i agree i think i think shadow of the colossus is yeah. masterfully constructed and i think especially because it is it's so intentional. It's all very intentional, and I, I definitely I get um, really that. I get that it was meant to yeah, be difficult to control. Uh, what I don't think was intentional was the sub twenty frames per second on the PS2. <laughs> I that's that I, was, I would call. I would say that's a that's a hardware limitation. Like the right, but yeah. you need to always make games being Four. aware of the hardware limitations, yeah. but, which uh, they clearly didn't. But. Yeah, no, thank but you. Yes. Thank you again, Will. He said he really liked what we were doing. And well, cool. thank you. Thank you, Will. Uh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so I, much. I should go. <laughs> I, I should go. Um, so yeah, I, I and I agree. I think that like I think that's one of the downfalls is that like it feels like the game wasn't designed for the PS2. Yeah, it was just designed because it was like this is what we want. This right. is the the goal we have in mind for the yeah. game. Right. Yeah, and they easily could have downgraded the visuals a little bit. 
to put it on the PS2 to have it run better. Because honestly, it still looks really good on the PS2. Too good for the PS2. So they could have just toned that down a little bit. People still would have been very impressed. Right, Because, the, but then the remaster was like, hey, look, we yeah, finally have, the, exactly. and now we finally have everything in place to do at this. At 60 frames, and it'll be fine. It'll, yeah. I've never played the old original version, but yeah, having don't. played the remastered, it's it's amazing. Truly, I like you. Don't you own it, Mike? The remastered? Yes. No, I, no, I have the don't. original. That's it. I played the original. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Dang. brutal. Yeah, it is pretty brutal. Those those bad controls are are intensified quite a bit okay. when the input delay is running through 15 frames. <laughs> the slideshow begins. Yeah, See, it's bad. Mike has this uncanny ability where he's able to pinpoint exactly when frames drop and exactly at what amount it of frames. It is not hard. You're going, you're going <laughs> it is yeah, not 58 hard. frames? He's like, oh man, what is this trash? <laughs> what is this swill? <laughs> okay, so if, if something drops from 60 to like 58, you, you will see it stutter. It will stutter briefly. You okay. know frames are dropping. That's my it. my right. eyes aren't good enough to pick up I, on Things that. dropping I, from 60 to 30, it's yeah, really clear. You exactly. No, I've, and 60 or 30 to 15 is like... Yeah, it's a, that's, it's a, it is a slideshow. Yes. It's like a Smash Online game. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's just so <laughs> terrible. Um, but yes, and so I, I don't know. I think that like yes, and I believe that hit. I think Miyazaki, while without stating this directly, definitely feels a certain way about uh, designing a game to best fit and complement the hardware that it's on. Like that's it's one of the reasons I think Bloodborne and Sekiro feel so good is because when they designed it they designed it with the 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 mechanics in mind and they were like okay what what like what feels good on the controller what's easy to do what's like intuitive and really streamlined so like you don't have to like hold buttons and mash stuff or do a bunch of different things on a controller it's like uh a back step's a single button press uh a dodge is a single is a single shoulder button uh parry and then an attack or two buttons in a row like it's it there's not a lot of complex inputs that need to happen whereas with shadow of the colossus you have to hold uh shoulders to grab you have to hold an attack button to charge up an attack you have to uh, move around let go of certain things hold on to certain things i mean I, I actually think i think the controls in shadow of the colossus are simpler yeah it's the movement of the character yes that's more complicated yeah because that's it's meant to emulate a, a real person so turning around takes longer Riding a horse, you it have does. to have full it animations does. turn yep. around. And, and then the horse doesn't like obey you all the time like a real horse. Yeah, or like yeah. when you when you yeah, when you start to turn the horse, it takes a minute for the horse to turn. Yeah. And then uh, actually Actually uh, I, I appreciate I, that. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And I definitely think talking about this, we need to talk about Trico. Yes. From Last Guardian Wait. because a lot of people okay. Yeah, that was an issue a yes, lot of people. Yes, a lot had. of people argue that this this is the point where realism goes too far. And it gets like, becomes attempt, detrimental to the yes, gameplay. Yes, the attempt to imitate life has gone way too far. Okay. We will talk about Trico, but we do have to hear a quick word. But sure. we'll be right back after this. And we're back. Oh my <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Stolen. Whoa. Got him. The power oh dynamic oh just my. shifted. Right. I felt it. No. And we're back. Now, now we're back. <laughs> now we're actually back. Now we're actually back. Don't listen to that, man. God, what is happening? 
Go back. Preparing to <laughs> mutiny you. Yeah, the, the attempt to <laughs> I feel like the I, throne. I feel like just... I'm on the Oprah Din now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mutiny. <laughs> and that's mermaids. actually that's a little that's a little out there reference but like hey if you get the chance play uh return to the return of the Oberdin or yeah, return, return of the Oberdin. return of the Oberdin by lucas pope the guy who did papers please it's amazing it did look pretty cool it's super fun um but yes we're back so yes please tell people about trico if they haven't heard about yeah trico so the last guardian uh, I actually I haven't played it but I, I heard all the discussion surrounding it and I know the general concept uh, you, the main character, a young boy, have befriended this giant monster, basically, that is also, like, an overgrown pet. Yeah, like uh, a big puppy. Yes, big, yes. Big, big, cute puppy. Uh, and him Clever. being a big puppy, yeah. it comes Clever, with yeah. all of the training issues and the attitude. Yeah, sometimes you'll tell him to do... So a lot of the gameplay revolves around you directing Trico and telling it to go places and do things and go here. Yeah, and one of the main mechanics of the game is that he just won't respond sometimes. sometimes. So you will have to keep pointing over and over again at certain objects to finally get him to do it. Sometimes, even after you point at the right thing and he starts to walk towards it, he'll do something else entirely. He'll pick up the wrong object or he'll put it in the completely wrong place. And you just have to do it and hit your head against a wall like, until it, it, it finally works. It's, it is, and again, I agree. It's like, that's, that's too much like real life. Right. It's, it's, like... it's maybe too far. And I just personally don't understand the point of it. It's definitely part of an artistic vision but it's one that instead of endearing you to this character instead makes you dislike them thoroughly which i know was not the intention of the game developers so i don't know why they would do it if their intention was to frustrate the player fine i think you can do something like that i'm actually all for like if whoever is making this game decides to invoke a certain emotion in a player then go all the way go all the way yes. frustrate like, the player that's right make them hate the game whatever which it, i like but that. but make it a decision it's got to be a decision it can't be like oh this just happens because of the game which, well, right so, and it has to agree with the vision exactly which in the case of last guardian they wanted it to be a kinship yes. i know they did yes but that's not what happened but for don't most you players. when you're playing with your dog and like the dog li- like you're like oh you you little scamp that's not what i that's not the it's, thing i was pointing it's so to cute. It's, it's so cute it's and then different. you do it 500 times yes in and a like, game well like because like, i don't know i feel like it is it is a it is an attention and you see this in ueda's response of like he would rather it be natural than be mechanically tight see the problem with that is if you get too close to real life things become frustratingly boring or difficult or just nonsense like with trico it's just that's not the purpose of playing video games at least i think Mm -hmm. and it's also difficult to empathize with things in a video game because ultimately they're not real (laughs) what well, like my hero's real. But I, it's my sure. But, it's my only reality. But, but th- that's not what I mean. Like your reaction to say your pet in real life, your dog, 
like not obeying you 100% is different to when Trico does it to you. Because it's a video. Yeah. Exactly. So then it's yeah. just like, I can't, I can't relate to this dog and creature in that way. So it's just, I'm going to sit here in front of my TV, squeezing my controllers, saying all sorts of obscenities at this creature yeah. that won't listen to me for some reason. Yeah. No, I agree. I see that. Yeah. And well, by the way, for those of you joining us at the top of the hour, you're listening to... 89 point, or KRUI 89.7 FM, Iowa City. There we go. I also, I feel like I don't really understand why there's this attempt to emulate reality when video games are often an escape. Exactly. They don't have to be. They don't have, yes. They don't have to be, and if, if they're not, again, if it's very intentional and it wants to remind you of certain facets of our reality, then fine, go for it. My problem is that Video games can have their own reality right. within their worlds without reflecting or imitating our own. It's uh, I would actually it's funny that we bring up Lucas Pope, but I would all, I'd bring up Papers Please, where it takes something in our reality that exists, checking papers at a border, and makes it a game. Right. Like it it simplifies aspects of it, makes it interesting, visually appealing, and there are game you you subtly interject gameplay elements into the action and turn it into something else. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I agree with that. It would have been a bad move if you just made it, like, the actual job. Right, oh. yeah, yeah. Because it's it's a real detective game. You have to do the investigation aspect. Right. What you don't have to do is, like, go off of bones on a ship and missing corpses. Right. Where you would have no information. Oh, I'm talking about... But, yeah, you're yeah. talking about Oberdin. yes. Yeah, Oberdin. yes, yes. Uh, because you have a device in this game. Right, a magical device that allows you to just, like, visit the past. Yeah, yeah, and it's part part of the game world. Exactly. So it allows you to see a vision of someone's last moments of death, and with this, you can figure out how the entire crew met their demise, or otherwise escaped. And within that reality, it makes sense. It's not trying to imitate our reality, the only way it is is in the sense that you are a member of the East India Company. And yeah, are you're investigating. an insurance. You're an yeah. insurance agent. Yeah, you're investigating By the way, for kudos, insurance claims. Kudos to Lucas Pope for turning like insurance agent and border uh, control uh, like clerk into really into exciting, interesting <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah interesting, it is, exciting. Yeah, things. it's kind of awesome actually. Uh, but yeah, I, I I guess I just I don't understand that. So. When you look at Miyazaki, who's focused on gameplay elements, which I'm actually kind of surprised he said that, because I feel like with Dark Souls, uh, especially Demon Souls and Dark Souls, I feel like those are a lot more focused on world building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have to disagree. World building. What? The world is cool and everything, but like I did not understand a single thing in Dark Souls until one. Gates had told me to look at item descriptions, so I never would have thought to do that. And two, I went on YouTube with Gates frequently and watched this YouTuber named Vati Vidya that would do these long videos where he speculated all sorts of lore within the game. It do- it's so unclear in Dark Souls. Yeah, I well, I mean, I think that's that's just a matter of preference. Either you like the implicit world building or not. But I think all the aspects are there like there's there's some strong level design oh, yeah. and and environmental design and like 
items and monsters. That's that's world building. No, most certainly. Yeah. Okay. But I I guess yeah, that's a good point. I I guess what I was trying to have a or disagreeing with was like world building as in like plot and backstory. Right. Yes. Yes. And I I agree. That's like it's super obscure and not even I got it playing through like this for several times. So yeah, yeah. That's I think that's an entire discussion in of itself. Um, but, uh, I think while those games are very, Demon's Souls and Dark Souls are very gameplay focused, uh, I feel like the focus was more on the level design, but I guess maybe either that shifted over time as he's gone to Bloodborne and Sekiro, where it I is so. yes. very mechanically heavy, um, but I'm, I'm not sure... But regardless, throughout all of Miyazaki's games, I still think that despite the fact that you can roll through attacks uh, and have quick dodges in Bloodborne, you know, you're you're inhumanly dodging um, these giant Lovecraftian monsters' right. attacks. Uh, it makes sense within that world because everyone behaves that way. Right. Everyone is, you know, an absurd, inhuman entity. Yeah, Nobody. Even the people who aren't well, aren't monstrous in their houses, like that. What little dialogue you have in the game is the it falls into that as well. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Even the regular people you talk to in that game are, are British stereotypes. Yeah. And like, they have ooh. the most absurd yeah. British accents. Yes. Yeah, very Victorian. Yeah. Yeah. And like. Like all Soulsborne games, they laugh at you constantly. Yeah. Uh, everyone seems to just have it out for your destruction, which is also not realistic at all. But yeah. within that reality, it makes sense yes. that everyone would just dislike you as an outsider right? because it, it, it fits the game. Right. You, you are some random dude that nobody cares about who's looking for a cure to his illness. So, nobody cares about you. So in a way, like, it is... I I think we this is an, this marks an interesting distinction between Miyazaki and Ueda in which natural in Ueda's sense means that it emulates real life but Miyazaki's games still carry a naturalness but a naturalness existent only in their games a naturalness for Bloodborne which is very different from from that but I, I don't know I, I I kind of see both of it I see both worlds of it um and I kind of agree more with Miyazaki's. I believe that you... I think you should invest more heavily in the existence of the game's world. Commit more to the game's world. And it, it, It's difficult because without the other, the game is, in my opinion, not very good. Right, exactly. Like, well, the, the world could be amazing that's and true. flawless. But if the gameplay is trash, it's like, this doesn't feel fun to play. Right. But if it's the other way around, the gameplay feels so amazing but the world is lackluster. It just turns into a Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> but I would argue that, like, uh, if you were to take something like the concept for Super Mario Brothers, and, like, what is Super Mario Brothers, but, like, uh, navigate uh, a, 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 an entity through an obstacle course of... It's a platform. Uh, yeah, uh, through an obstacle course of cubes and whatever items to reach a goal. And, like, there's not a lot of story there, but it's like, oh, you, you're running through the Mushroom Kingdom. And, like, I think that game actually achieves its goal with just an incredibly light sprinkling of narrative. Well, that was also, like, yes. a long time ago, exactly. back when standards were much lower. But I would also say that, like, I think that the same thing can work for modern games where it's like, maybe you don't have to necessarily hard-code 
uh, your your companion to disobey you, or you don't have to make it so that it's impossible. Like you know, it doesn't have to follow real life to that degree, but you can bring it up to a point that complements the gameplay. And and I, I agree that like I think Trico in that case goes a little too far. Even though like in order to achieve that vision. And I appreciate, I still appreciate that, but in order to achieve the game's vision, I believe that they sacrificed too much when it came to actual gameplay. Right. Yeah. I I think ultimately my whole thing is uh, I like consistency. Yeah. So if you have something like Super Mario 64, I still think that game holds up really well. I think it controls Actually, great. Yeah, I think I, I enjoy it very yes, much. Yes, well. there's absolutely no narrative, but there's no narrative to any of those well, games. Wait a minute, wait, a, well, hold on. What about the Great Bob on Battlefield? You par- you take place in a, a combat between the Red Bob bombs and the Black Bob bombs. In a war. In a war. What about that? Well, what about then... what about that time Mario kidnapped that young penguin? Oh yeah, true, and dropped it off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. I've never. I mean, don't. Don't don't kill me for saying this. It's but okay. Never it's right. played, played it? 64. It's, it's all right. right. It's really good. Yeah, it's okay. That being said, like, watch out. Sleep with one eye open tonight. It's true. But don't worry about. It. You know what? Nah. <laughs> I'll just let it happen. Well, you do the the full metal jacket thing where you fill put bars of soap in a sock. Oh, classic. It's just, or it's actually a, a bag. Party. It's a bag of uh, portobello mushrooms you put in a sock and just. You Why not? Pl- be, haven't, be creative. Haven't, haven't played Mario 64. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's appropriate, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think with something like that, it's it's primarily about the level design and how enjoyable it feels to uh, control Mario through increasingly difficult environments, regardless of how those environments fit together into a larger world, because right. they don't. You're literally jumping into paintings that act as levels yes. for the game. It is very gamey, but it wasn't intending to be a reality imitating right. uh, game. This is true. Uh, consistency in something else, say something with really bad gameplay, I still might like it because oftentimes I find that bad gameplay is intentional mm. in a game. Yes. Well, like so you usually have to actively try to make it uncomfortable. Yeah. Like there has to there needs to be design decisions being made in order for it to be clunky. Right, yeah. So as as long as that gameplay is poor, that has some sort of relevance to the reality that this game world has created, then I'll probably enjoy it regardless. Right. Uh, I'm going to bring up Pathologic again here. (laughs) Not the first time I've brought up Pathologic Uh, on this show. Pathologic, a game that... (laughs) What is it? A game that you'll play for... Uh, what is it? You'll get halfway through, don't understand what's going on, and then all of a sudden you've hit a fail state because you can't win or you don't know where to go. You, well, yeah, you just you die of starvation. You, you catch the disease and slowly just dwindle away over the next few days as you struggle to find the random person you need to talk to you through a- who, when you find them, will lie to you in a really weird, eloquent Russian translation. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the game's translated from Russian, so the, the dialogue is really weird. Yeah, like... it's super uh. just eloquent and really hard to parse, and everyone wants to manipulate you oh to their own end, and also 90% of the gameplay involves you walking back and forth around a town 
talking to people, uh, trading, like, sewing needles for bullets for your revolver <laughs> with little girls. Yes. What? Yeah. This is a real game. <laughs> Pathologic. Does that, does that happen? This is a Russian game? Yes. Does that happen there? Oh, I've yeah. Never it, been. Is, it is the Russian game. It is the most <laughs> Russian game that has ever existed on this planet. <laughs> the single most Russian thing yeah. in the even more Russian than Papers, Please. But anyway, I guess my point is, this game is, for all intents and purposes, the most unfun game I've probably ever played. It is not fun at all. Nice, but it's not, but but it's it's not the intention so, of the game yes, to be fun. It's so immersive and bleak, and I felt awful playing it, and it wanted me to feel awful, and I was so invested in what these people were telling me, and... Like, my goal of trying to cure this plague was, it felt so hopeless, because I was just wandering aimlessly around this town, trying not to starve, as the market prices increased dramatically due to demand for drugs and bread, just bread or an egg. It's like, things like that become extremely expensive. And it's not, it's not fun. It is not fun. <laughs> you should write, that's your, that's the official pixel review. Not pathologic. It's not fun. Not fun. <laughs> and then you have to go in and sell your only means of defense against robbers at Wait, night. you sell your gun? Yeah, so you can get money and buy food. <laughs> in this game, you feel like despair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the despair no, sets It's in. real. So a game like that, I think... Despite how flawed some of the gameplay elements are, I think, uh, and how mechanically unsound some elements are, like the shooting is bad, the fighting is bad, all of that is really bad, it all adds to what this game is trying to evoke in you, which is just this feeling of despair and, and hopelessness. Absolutely. And... Boredom sometimes. I mean, it it, it all... Boredom? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Wow, that is... That's really impressive. At least for the game, like, I... I agree. I think that it's... It is... If the game commits to it, and it's the clear intention, then I think it's okay. Because it's it's got... It's like it's a piece of art that... This is the reason the art is like this. It's because it has a goal in mind. Though, of course, like... I you can turn that around and be like, yeah, it's even it's worse when a game is bad but not on purpose. That's really bad. Mass Effect, Andromeda. <laughs> yeah, Mass Effect yes. Andromeda was supposed to be fun, supposed yeah. to be enjoyable. Till, <laughs> Till the once game. again, as we reference the past, yay. Anthem was supposed to be fun yeah. until people started getting too many drops. Yes, they like, had to turn. What it, is this? They had to turn off. <laughs> The system whereby people achieved enjoyment by getting little bits of code that made their shoot numbers go up. Which didn't, actually, because you can keep your gun. <sighs> it's just better. Yeah, you can keep your starting gun. Why would it's you true. even... Uh, uh, and then they said, go grind. Why don't... Just go just uh, go grind or whatever. Uh, um, it's terrible. So All right. I've, I've been reading over these instructions, and I think I might get it. Okay. So if someone calls again, I'm a, I, I think I might have it. 
I, I, do, do you want to practice? I sure. It's fine. Let's do it. No, no, no. We got we got it's thirteen. Gonna, we got thirteen minutes. But, Let's go. Let's keep going with the discussion. But go ahead, Mike. So, so Mike's okay. gonna be on the air twice. That's correct. Do we need that? No. Uh, actually, Mike, if you want, you can do a little test whereby you you exit the room, call the number. Sure. All right. I can go, do that. Go ahead, and we'll. I'll try to. I'll try to figure this out. All right. So yes. Tyler, I've got some. I got a few questions for you while Mike while oh, Mike's no. oh, out of the room. Oh no! Uh, Get ready. Uh, I I promise I didn't do it, and if I did, it was on accident. <laughs> yes. What? Um. I don't know. Do you think Shadow the um? So, have you played Ico or Shadow the Colossus? I played Shadow the Colossus. I made it through about the first f- three or four. Colossi. Yes. Oh, okay. What was? Who was your favorite? I mean, so far, I mean, the one where it actually starts to hurt you. Okay. Huh? What? Oh, three. What? what? Yeah, yeah, three's the one with the big sword, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it was really the- good. Because the other ones felt kind of like they were just wandering around, just waiting for me to end their life. It felt kind of meh. I actually, I really like the, uh, the fire one. I'm not sure. I don't think I've, you've gotten up to it, but the fire one is one where you actually—it's one of the really small colossi. I've seen Gates fight a yeah. couple. Is that the one where it's really small and it charges at yeah, you? Yeah, and it's scared yeah. of fire, and you gotta like chase it off of a—you have to edge it off of a cliff. That's good to know. I yeah, it's real fun. Um, spoiler, sorry. Yeah, whoops. It's a—it's a, a really enjoyable game. I would also—I don't know. I'd also say that like. Shadow of the Colossus in its attempt to be natural did a really good job with the the horse mechanics. Um, but there was one instance in which they allowed you to kind of autopilot, which was when you had to turn backwards on the horse. The horse would keep running at, a sa- at the same speed and in the same direction, which I think was good. And it's also one of the reasons I think they provided well, you with a lot of like... If it's a well-trained planes. horse, it would do that. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. So yeah, if if it's a, yeah, I don't know. In that case, like I I'm no I'm no equine enthusiast or anything, but I would assume that when a horse like turns or something, like I don't know how what the the reaction time is. What do you mean? Is it going through? Hmm. Like, for example, in in Shadow of the Colossus, when you actually veer the horse to the left, it takes a hot minute for it to just begin to veer and keep going. Um, whereas in like, I don't know if in real life that's the actual case or how well it's emulated. I'd also like, uh, it, I guess it's kind of accurate. Cause I mean, it is a living being. Right. And it's not like, uh, what's the word? I don't know, but it, it has its own will and it may not want to do exactly what you want it to do. And even then it take. Oh, there we are. All right. Stay on Mike. Keep going, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, things, places, people sometimes, nouns, words, radio. Any luck? No, oh, going, oh, oh, going. all right, all right. Uh, so, have, I don't know, like, thinking about it, have they touched Roadhog lately? Have they have they ruined Mike, my can you boy hear me? any further? What? You can you can hear it on the phone. Nice. Okay. No, keep going. We're see, good. see, see. The thing is, 
You not warning me of this is putting me in a tight spot. You're fine. Having me to go ahead and freestyle. Yeah, keep yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. All right. I... Listen. Yeah, Listen. I'm listening. Uh, do you think you'd ever go back to Shadow of the Claws? Yeah, I just need to wait until I'm able to play it again on our other friend's PS4. Yes, but I don't. I don't own the game, and my save data is on their PS4, and I'm going to be living with them next year, anyways. So, eh. okay, hold on. Mike talking to the phone. Yes. Okay, he can I, be heard in our headphones. I no, I didn't hear him. Yeah. Uh. Try it now, Mike. Say something. No. He didn't. Oh no. It's, uh. All right. Try it now. No. You can't hear him? No. Get out of here. All right. Oh, I mean, at least it, you would be yeah, able to hear Yeah, I can hear, hear him in the headphones, so... All right. No, 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 because I'm on the last step. Oh. Okay. Okay, Mike. Go ahead Hello? and tell. Yes. Hey, I can hear him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's working. You're on the radio. Yeah. Hey, okay. you're on wow, the radio again. This is amazing. I've never done something like this before. <laughs> yeah. Hello, young man. Well, I can't believe I'm on a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I'm, yeah, okay. I'm glad we could make this man stay. We find, I, all right. Oh. That's it. So the good news is if you're listening to this now, you call on the phone, I can put you on the air. Yeah. Don't swear, please. Really don't. Yeah, please don't do that. We'd cause... really rather it if you didn't. All right, Mike, come on back in. I'll get you back on. That's all right. All I guess right. sweet. I'm hanging up. All right. I finally got it. <laughs> Perfect. And it's just like that. It's a fun time. Oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love potentially going back onto that SoundCloud and listening to me try and fumble my way through trying to figure out how to keep something okay. on the air. In, that took us like four minutes, but we finally cracked something. Oh, man. That, that was four minutes. For four years. Well, we figured it out. But for, for four years, we've struggled with this. That's true. We got it now. Perfect. Okay. Four years down to four minutes. Bam. Impressive. We've done it. So many instructions. Yeah, that's crazy. Well done. Yeah, there was a, yeah, there were a lot. Yeah, that was like parsing through that under pressure. That's, that's good job. We got it. We got it, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. We got him. In a George W. Bush kind of way. Don't it's... misunderestimate us. Or our strategery. Or our strategery. Um, Fool me once. Shame on, <laughs> shame on you. What is it? What did he say? Shame. I don't know. What did he say? Shame on you. Fool me twice. You ain't gonna fool me again. <laughs> Is that what he said? That's yes. <laughs> what a genius. <laughs> um, he didn't want to say shame on me. Yeah, he was already he was, so ashamed. He was, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you, you're not gonna fool me uh, again. It's uh, yeah, yeah. no. Somebody's insecure. Okay. So I'm I'm glad this has been a a, a landmark show. We we like yes. messed around, got some stuff done. I'm happy about it. Hey, <laughs> GameStop's offering full refunds on selected new releases returned within 48 hours. Whoa. That's a pretty interesting deal. For real? For real. All right. U.S. retailer GameStop has launched its new guaranteed-to-love-it scheme for new releases. First uncovered 
by a, a user on Twitter. The scheme allows players to turn eligible games, return eligible games within 48 hours of purchase and receive a full refund in-store credit minus tax. Theoretically, a customer could buy and complete a game and only to return it after two days for a full refund. The used games market has been long. So it would be on select games and like it's, it's yes, technically, but like, it's, it'd be so much work. I mean, 48 hours is a long time. If you, you could, if you get it over a weekend and you only play that game, you don't sleep. Yeah, well, the, the, the standard length of a game is like 10 hours yeah, now. Yeah, but like... No. Yes. I wouldn't say no, it's that. Like eight, Absolutely. It's, it's like 8, eight to, to 10, 10 hours. hours. For sure. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. average game is like 8 to 10. Depending yes. on the game you get, like Red Dead Redemption 2 is not going to take you right. 8 to 10 yes. hours. That I'd say the average is closer to like 30 no, that's it, the average game you play. That's like a, that's like a triple A narrative game. Yeah, like yeah, I guess that's fair. A lot of a lot of like the the first Uncharted was like eight to ten hours. All all Uncharted's are like eight to ten hours. Uncharted Four is like sixteen. No, it's not. It's very no, no, it's Uncharted. Not. Uncharted, Uncharted feels it feels long look, because the pacing is terrible. I will look it up now. It, Uncharted <laughs> it's a good 4, game though. It's all right. I it's okay. It. I like Uncharted a lot. I like, I like Uncharted too. I like Uncharted really as well. Good. I think it's a good series. And like, uh, if we want to talk about uh, realism, I actually think the second one did a perfect balance, where it was gamey enough, but there was, and it was, it felt like Indiana Jonesy, but it was still like pretty realistic. Indiana what about Jonesy. when you kill those millions of people? What are you talking for, about? For no reason, and well, then it still yeah. wants you to support Nathan Drake. What do you mean? <laughs> What are you I talking think about? That part doesn't matter. I, bla I blacked out during that part. What are you, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> At that point, the rage took over. You Ramboed it. They drew first blood. Yeah, they drew first blood. Yeah, oh, you're just quoting that. That's just that's just that's Rambo. Just, just that's, <laughs> you're confusing your life with with John Rambo again. <laughs> it's not the first time you've quoted Rambo and and thought that it was you. It's not the first time. So uh, according to uh, Uncharted 4, so like, what, is, so this would be the single player, so it'd be like, is it the main, just the main story, the main story plus extras, the full completionist thing, or all play styles? Like, what, what would you say? It would be non-completionist. So just, just main, main sto story. It says, uh, 15 hours. Median is 15 hours. Wow. Huh. If you were at leisure, 20 hours, rushed, 11 hours. Okay. So. It's hmm. too long. And that's pulled what? from 1.3 thousand people. For for that game, it's too long. Well, that's it's. That's why I think it has it's, four beginnings. It's one of, yeah, it's one of the issues because it like begins again in the yeah. third act. And, it like, does. It, it there's there's a beginning where it's the orphanage, a beginning mm -hmm. in the prison, yeah, yep. and then a beginning yep. like actual the beginning of the game, and then yep. a beginning and when then you get a beginning when you get to the island. Yeah, yeah. I they it, are it, like that's a yeah, good four beginnings. It, it, Oh, I was so mad. And then they give you a tutorial again when you get to the island. Wait, and like you know, I was like, what you, is you what is know happening? Because they, they intended <laughs> like, for that I've to be played it for twelve hours already. <laughs> I know. The I know the controls. <laughs> it's giving you grappling hook advice, and you're like, I yes, I we know. <laughs> I've been doing this. So, that being said, ooh, thank you. It's been a bit of a whirlwind. With finals and everything, things have been getting kind of crazy. Uh, and we're nearing the end of our run as a show. But we have two or three more times, don't we? That's correct. But I'm still crazy. so happy that I get to be here and talk to you guys. Thank you, Will, for calling in. If you call again, call in again next week, I can promise you we can get you on the air. 
I've done it. Um, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck shoot yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Freaking heck. <laughs> that's right. That's that's our last episode going all out with the hex and the fricks. Yeah. Not for real. Not for real, because that that would be irresponsible. But like. Yeah. For for real. For real, but not for real. Yeah. Word. So, uh, but if you enjoyed what you heard or you'd like to hear more of what we talked about, uh, you can find us online on SoundCloud. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, thank you. I love you. Le- I love you. Leave a like, leave a comment, do whatever you need to. Thank you for listening. And we're not stopping. Look up Pixel Hunt. That's right. <laughs> Never stopping. Ever. Except for when some of these dudes graduate and then it, we might. Well, I, don't, I guess we'll, we'll see. see. There, there might be some plans. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. That's right. Maybe. Maybe. Stay tuned. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. We'll we'll also let you know. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you everybody for joining. Do you guys have anything to say before we leave? Anything to say to the nice people about Lucas Pope, about Miyazaki, about Shadow of the Colossus? Anything? I'll just say if, if this show does end up dying, I'll, I'll call into random KRUI radio shows from <laughs> Korea to give random we useless video in. game tidbits. We'll call in from <laughs> Korea. Perfect. Just, we'll, and then hang up we, before they can we, stop we us. We get in on a conference call and just—I'll <laughs> do it from right outside, right there on Madison Street. Yeah, yeah. As you, you look, look up, up into the window. That's right. While I'm waving at them, <laughs> it's me, Tyler Durr from Pixel Hunt. Remember me? I was famous. I was famous once. <laughs> it's the saddest thing. You're like, I was famous, and like, who? Who were you? What? <laughs> Don't you know who I am? (laughs) Um, But yeah, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you all next week.